Welcome to Kings of Jungle. I'm your host, Joe Chapman. Today, we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions matchup preseason week one. It's obviously Fridays, but we're going to get this out to you Monday so you can listen to it and give us feedback on what you think about it. It'll be interesting. This whole game will be interesting because the Detroit Lions are doing a new scheme. They have a new scheme of 4-2-5, which is going to be interesting. How does the depth of the offense and defensive look? And obviously, we're looking at how those quarterbacks play aside from Jared Goff because you you know Jared Goff is not going to play the whole game. It'll be interesting. But first thing we're going to is the new defensive scheme. The new defensive scheme is a 4-2-5, which is predominantly a 4-3. Um, what the Detroit Lions are trying to accomplish with going to a 4-2, a 4-2-5 is they're looking to accomplish many things, including getting to being aggressive and getting to the quarterback and making plays off the edges. They drafted Aiden Hutchinson. They drafted Josh Pascal. Last year, you've seen the writing on the wall with the 3-4 the that they ran when the Matt Patricia Bob Quinn era was here, that was a total debacle. Obviously, if you you follow the Detroit Lions, you know one of the things that you need for a three four is you need a dominant defensive tackle. The Detroit Lions did not have a dominant defensive tackle in all their time with you know Matt Patricia Bob Quinn. I mean, when you're bringing in Danny Shelton, it's not really going to help anything. I mean, Danny Shelton's going to eat up blocks, but he's not going to do anything spectacular. He spent a bunch of money on Trey Flowers. He's not no longer with the team. It's going to be interesting the way the Detroit Lions kind of navigate through the 4-2-5. Obviously, in today's day and age, when you have a 4-2-5, when you have a team that has five defensive backs on the field, that's usually the, the normal uh, defensive kind of front in uh, the NFL because you, it's a passing league. You're going to have a lot of defensive backs out there. And that's the one thing I'm looking at for the Detroit Lions this year is how do how, – how does their defensive backs look? You know, let's look at their cornerbacks right now. On the ESPN defense depth chart, they have Jeff Okuda as a number as a right cornerback. Amani Oware as a second cornerback. And on the starting side, it's AJ Parker, Will Harris, Mike Hughes, Jerry Jacobs. Jerry Jacobs is out right now. You're going to see Chase Lucas. You're going to see Bobby Price as a cornerback. I want to see how the how good the depth is there. Because in the in a five defensive back set, you're going to have a lot of guys on the field at the same time. It'll be interesting to see how the Detroit Lions deploy it and how their depth looks. Uh, when you look at the Detroit Lions, there's a lot of things on the defensive end that are really some question marks. But they're going to be able to get to the passer. I think. I think one of the things that makes the Detroit Lions uh, formidable on the defensive line is. You, uh, you look at Lee McNeil, Michael Brockers, you look at Aiden Hutchinson, Romeo Quarrow will def- eventually be back. You got Charles Harris. You got Austin Bryant. Those are guys that can play the defensive end pretty well. I love the way Charles Harris played last year. You you have a, a, a you have a rotation of Harris and Okwara until he gets back up to speed. That's a good rotation for the Detroit Lions. When the Detroit Lions drafted uh, Levi Enrique and Lee McNeil back-to-back, you kind of see the writing on the wall for what the Detroit Lions wanted to accomplish, especially in the defensive line front. You know that they're trying to – you looked at it and you said they're going to go to a 4-3 eventually, but they're going to need to They're going to need to upgrade their talent. It's going to be interesting because the Detroit Lions have a lot of talent on the defensive line. I look at a guy like Demetrius Taylor, the rookie that was undrafted out of Appalachian State. I think he could, he could be a huge uh, player for this, this Detroit Lions squad. You look at a guy like Bruce Hector. He's in his third season. He's 6'2", 
defensive end, I mean defensive ta- uh, tackle. He's he's a guy who could have some pass rushing ability, uh, but he's also he's just really good in the run game. Um, it's it's going to be interesting what to see what the the four two five accomplishes, and does it open up some things for the Detroit Lions going forward in terms of depth, in terms of how do they they get to the quarterback, the blitz packages, how does everything work out in that spe- spectrum? But right now you're just trying to see what it looks like, and obviously you can't draw conclusions to preseason. That's just not going to happen. Obviously, if you're a Lions fan, you know there's been some great uh, preseason play by certain people, but you can't draw conclusions into preseason. Preseason's a little bit murky. Obviously, the quarter, the the offenses are a little bit vanilla. The defensive schemes are a little bit vanilla. They're not going to go into every uh, play on the defensive end that they'll go into the regular season. So that's going to be interesting. But when I'm looking at for the, the defenses, I just want to see – the corners, I want to see the depth of the corners. I want to see how they how they do well. And let's let's be honest. I'm looking at that short safety battle between Melifonwu and Kirby Joseph. I think the short safety is going to go to Deshaun Elliott. I think he's the guy that you need to be able to watch, but we'll get that in the defensive segment. The forwards, you know, Tracy Walker is obviously going to start for, you know, the other safety. It's going to be interesting the way we kind of, evolve in the preseason the defensive is not the one i really think is the big battle i think on the offensive end we're going to get into it as well um i'm gonna i need to look at the quarterbacks we need to figure out if these guys are valuable solutions in the preseason they're going to get a lot of time so we're going to we're going to get into that but if you the 425 is is a is a great uh system to run uh, obviously, when you're going from a 3-4 to a 4-3 four, predominantly, and you're going to be a 4-2-5 in many cases, it's going to be interesting the way it's deployed. Who is your middle? Who is your two linebackers that are on the on the field? Does it matter? Does it is it going to be uh, differentiated by the way that the the players that are on the field? You know, if it's going to be a rundown, is Alex Anzalone going to be on the field? If it's a pass down, is is a guy like uh, Derek Barnes going to be on the field, or Malcolm Rodriguez, or what? How is that going to work? That's what I'm interested in looking at for the Detroit Lions. So, we'll get to the offense, we'll get to the defense, we'll look at some differences in the Atlanta Falcons. We'll look at how they can present some problems for the Detroit Lions in preseason game number one. Obviously, it's preseason, so don't take too much from it. But the, it's a team that's rebuilding that you should be better depth-wise against. So we're going to get into that. That'll be in the next segment. So if you're new to the channel, please subscribe to Between the Whistles Detroit and on YouTube and Kings of the Jungle on Apple and Spotify. And we're going to get on more platforms as we go along. But we will get into the offense for the Detroit Lions in the next segment. So please join us. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! They did it! All right, let's get into it. Obviously, the offensive side of the ball is going to be uh, one of the cases where you're going to be like, okay, what does the team look like uh, on the offensive end? The key battle on the offensive end, in my opinion, is going to be the backup quarterback position. I think with Tim Boyle, David Bilal, they haven't played really, really well. And when they were given the opportunity, they played really bad. They They weren't a good solution to the quarterback room. Obviously, if you lose Jared Goff, you're going down anyways. But having a, a just a decent backup could give you a chance for if Goff misses a game or two. Um, that's the interesting battle I'm looking at because 
you really need a backup quarterback. And I don't think Tim Boyle or David Blau could be that backup quarterback. And it's going to be interesting because David Blau, Tim Boyle, they're guys that have been put on a pedestal. Uh, obviously, Mr. Brad Holmes was talking about it on the ticket. We played in the last the last um, podcast. But he, he literally said, you know, they got to earn it. They got to earn it. They got to earn it. But the issue is there's not many good uh, you know, viable cases that you can go out and go get a quarterback. You know, there's just not much out there in terms of backup quarterbacks and, and, and them being good. So if Brad Holmes has made any bad decisions, uh, it's definitely the backup quarterbacks. This is not a good situation. I don't think Tim Boyle uh, or David Blau have looked great in um, training camp. That's going to be an interesting battle because – Tim Boyle and Dave Bauer are going to have a lot of talent to throw to uh, in the preseason. You know, obviously they're going to have guys like Quintez Cephas, maybe Josh Reynolds, Trinity Benson, Tom Kennedy, Khalif Raymond, Khalil Pimbleton. Those are guys that they're going to be throwing to. Obviously, DJ Chark is probably going to be in and out. Uh, he's going to be out of the game by the time those guys come in. I'm Ron St. Brown, same, same thing. You look at the tight ends that could be in the game with Tim Boyle and Dave Wild go into the game. And it's going to be James Mitchell. It's going to be Devin Funches, Brock Wright. These are guys that you're going to kind of figure out and see what they can do. Um, but they really don't have a quarterback that can get them the ball. You know, when you look at the running back position for the Detroit Lions, it's going to be interesting because, I, you know, I really like Justin Jackson as the third running back. I think he could be a really key player. Obviously, Craig Reynolds is going to be on there. Jamar Jefferson is – it's going to be – I really want to see what Jamar Jefferson can bring. I, I think he could be a really uh, key player. Dan Campbell was just happy as hell about Jamar Jefferson and the way he's came and he's approached the game. It's going to be interesting the way that, you know, Jamar Jefferson plays, Craig Reynolds, Justin Jackson, a new running back they pick up. But, like, you know, when we look at the Detroit Lions offensive line, obviously the starting five is a really good, uh, really good front. Um, but you're looking at Matt Nelson, you're looking at Logan Stenberg, Evan Brown, Tommy Kramer, uh, Dan Skipper, who can come come ahead out of that? Uh, and then you got some guys in the third string, like Kevin Jarvis, who I'm interested by, uh, Paulo, uh, Darren Paulo, who is a right tackle. And there's some, there's some really good players that can come out of this. So you're trying to see what these guys can do on the offensive side. Listen, the Detroit Lions—they're gonna go—they're gonna go with some some guys. I'm not gonna go against the best defensive uh, team. I mean, obviously the starters, there's guys like Lorenzo Carter, Grady Jarrett, Michael Walker, Rashawn Evans. Those are guys that are good players. Um, but you know, you look at look at <laughs> you look at the Atlanta Falcons, and they have a lot of guys who were on the Detroit Lions last year: Mike Ford, Tease Tabor, Dean Marlowe. Uh, just there's been some guys that they've had that could really be playing against the Detroit Lions. There's not much depth that the Atlanta Falcons have. So there should be no question that Tim Boyle and Dave Blau should have a good game. Uh, They're going to be going against some good players, good young players like D'Angelo Malone, uh, Troy Anderson, Arnold Ibike, uh, who out of Penn State, these were both guys that they drafted. Obviously I was, I was big on Arnold. I was big on Troy Anderson, too, the kid from, uh, I believe it's uh, Montana. Montana State. Okay, Montana State. So it, it, just bear with me. A lot of guys are new, but 
Corey Ballantyne is the guy who played for the Lions too. He's he's on their cornerback depth chart. Tease Tabor, Dean Marlowe. We've we've seen these guys. It's going to be interesting the way the Detroit Lions can attack this team because I think they have more offensive talent compared to the defensive talent that the Atlanta Falcons have. Let's remember the Atlanta Falcons. They're really trending towards a team that's rebuilding. They need a they really need a quarterback bad. I mean when you're when you're looking at Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter being your starting quarterback, it's obviously that you haven't found the solution. Now maybe Desmond Ritter can surprise. And that's what we'll get into in the defensive segment. But the guys that I'm really interested in seeing the Detroit Lions go against is a guy like Nick Kwiatkowski, Troy Anderson, these backs that's going against D'Angelo uh, Malone, the kid from uh, Western Kentucky. Um, so it's going to be interesting because you look at the Detroit Lions offense and there's some talent in the depth chart. The quarterbacks are going to be an issue. If the quarterbacks can't get out to and, and play a good game, obviously you're not going to see some things that you would hope to see from your Detroit Lions team. Obviously you're looking to see more downfield action. You're looking at more passes that that actually are on target. You know, last year when we were talking about the Detroit Lions, we were talking about the quarterbacks, the backup quarterbacks. They were brutal in the preseason, and it really showed what the Detroit Lions didn't have in terms of depth. And the one criticism I will give Brad Holmes at this point is getting a viable backup quarterback. I know a backup quarterback could cost some money. It's just you don't want to go into a season where you have to, you're have you relying on Tim Boyle or David Blau to take the next step because, listen, I, I, just, I don't believe either of those guys are going to help you. They're going to have the t- offensive talent, like we said. They're going to have the you know guys that can make plays. They need to make the plays. They need to make the plays. They need to, need to play better. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Detroit Lions kind of maneuver with these backup quarterbacks that are not really that great. I mean, you look at, in comparison to the Detroit Lions and the Atlanta Falcons, think about this. Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, Felipe Franks. Now, Franks is not a, a – I don't think he's a he's – a, a guy who could be a starter. I think he could be a good backup. He's obviously a developmental guy. They drafted Desmond Ritter uh, later. Later, they let, drafted him in the second round. Marcus Mariota was a free agent. I, you know, it's going to be interesting because you look at the Detroit Lions offense and you look at their quarterback situation. They got Jared Goff. He's. Do eh. you look at Tim Boyle? You look at Dave Blau. Are they as good as the Atlanta Falcons' two backup quarterbacks? Not even a close. They're not even close in terms of how the Detroit Lions and the Atlanta Falcons quarterback situations are intact. Now, Jared Goff is a starter in the NFL. He is a – I would say he's a top 20 guy. Uh, I've seen rankings where he's 17. I've seen rankings where he's 21. I've seen rankings where he's 23. I think Jared Goff is a top 20 quarterback. I think he can really help himself uh, this year with the talent that's around him. It's going to be – a lot of things are going to be in the fold for uh, Mr. Jared Goff in the way that – uh, you know, obviously, if you've you've seen the the videos of what the Lions have been putting out with uh, Jared Goff and D, DJ Chark having a really good connection, making plays downfield. He's been throwing more downfield in practice. That's one of the things that we've noticed. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Jared Goff does this year. And I'm going to see how he does in the first couple of series. Let's see if he takes some shots down the field. Uh, but besides that, you know, if you're looking at the Detroit Lions offense, it all starts and ends with the backup quarterbacks. Are they even good? Does, does the defense on the other side even respect their ability? Because if they don't, they're going to crowd that box, and they're going to make Tim Boyle and Dave Blau throw, which I think would be a good 
barometer for Dave, Tim Boyle and David Blau to kind of figure out if they are the solution to the back of quarterback, which I don't think they are. But Brad Holmes thinks that they are. So we're going to see if they can be the guys who can bring the Detroit Lions into 2022 as backup quarterbacks. Um, there's a couple guys I want to highlight on the offensive side for the Detroit Lions uh, in terms of what I'm looking for. I think that they could be really good. I'm looking at Logan Zandberg, the left guard. Um, obviously, he was out of Kentucky. They drafted him a couple years ago. He's a guy I'm, I'm, I, need to sit, I need to see a step up from. I think Logan Stenberg could be a really good player. I think he's got a mean streak. I like his his talent. Um, there's a lot of things that Logan Stenberg has to get better at. And obviously, Jonah Jackson is a much better guard, but you need depth in the uh, regular season. You need depth in um, the way it goes. Now, with the one player I want to highlight on the tackle front, he's a right tackle. His name is Darren Paolo. He was the he was a tackle at Utah last year, and he's a rookie this year. I really like this guy. I think that he could be a really formidable force. He's going to be going against Dan Skipper in the positional battle. Paulo kind of he, – he's a guy that you're interested in because he's a rookie. Can he develop into a good guy? And was he one of those undrafted finds that Brett Holmes has, you know, had a tendency to have is, is, is find guys like Darren Paulo. Uh, find guys like A.J. Parker, Jerry Jacobs. Brad Holmes has done that. Um, you, listen, you need depth on the offensive line. We've seen that last year. Obviously, uh, Evan Brown was fantastic last year when he took over uh, for Frank Ragnow. Obviously, it's tough to replace a guy who's a top five center in the league, but it's you have to you have to figure it out. Obviously, there's a guy that I think that could potentially be a guy to look out for. It's Kevin Jarvis, the, the rookie guard out of Michigan State. I think he's going to be the guy you need to watch out for in terms of the guard uh, battles. The guy, this, this, this is a guy who really played well at Michigan State. Um, he, I think he could be a better player at the pro level. I think being with Hank Fraley, all these guys are going to get really good coaching. It's going to be interesting to see what they could do. I have no problem about the, the starting five, but when you look in this, the when you look at the uh, Lions offense and you look at the way they go into this preseason, you're really looking forward to seeing the depth at the offensive line and the depth at wide receiver. And obviously the quarterback is the main issue that I, I feel. So next we'll transition into the, into the defense. Um, so we'll get to that in the next segment. So if you're new, subscribe, and we'll get to you in the next segment. Detroit Lions, they did it! Welcome to Kings of the Jungle. This is the defensive segment if there were the Detroit Lions. And if you're looking at the defensive you know, side of the ball, we're looking at some of the interesting matchups, what I'm interested in looking at, what you should be interested in looking at. If you look at the, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, we talked about it on the last segment about the offense and how, I mean, how the offense was going to go against some Lions, for, a few uh, past Lions players on the defensive side. Like Tease Tabor, like Corey Ballantyne, like uh, could you know, like I think uh, Dean Marlowe was on there. Um, there was a lot of Mike Ford. Uh, there was a lot of Detroit Lions on their defensive side of the ball. But if you look on the Falcons' offensive side of the ball, there is Geronimo Ellison, who was with Detroit Lions last year for a short period of time, and Kadero Hodge. Now Kadero Hodge was a guy who played in the regular season, played some games for Detroit Lions. He is a guy who is going to be. Uh, probably getting a lot of playing time with the Falcons. 
in terms of um, you know them them trying to figure out who can be um, their depth chart for their wide receivers. If you look at their first string wide receivers, you look at a guy like uh, Zacchaeus, the kid out of Virginia who was undrafted. He's in his fourth season. He's probably going to be their slot wide receiver. Uh, he's a guy who I would be interested in um, in terms of looking at how the defense plays him. Uh, when the defensive, uh, when the Detroit Lions defense is going against the, um, when their first team is going against the Falcons' first team, there's going to be a lot of talent on the field. You got Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Brian Edwards, a kid. Uh, from the, who played in Vegas last year, their running back is Cordero Patterson. Um, there's a lot of good players that the, the 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 Falcons have that can really test the Detroit Lions defense, especially in the secondary. When you look at Kyle Pitts, when you look at Zacchaeus, you look at London, Brian 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 Edwards, those are guys that can really uh, just they can kind of stress out the defense, and that would be good for the Detroit Lions in Week One. Uh, the preseason is trying to figure out. Can these guys stay with these guys? A guy like Drake London is an elite talent guy. He's going to be playing pretty well. Uh, who's going to be throwing the ball is going to be the interesting part. But you know Kyle Pitts has a lot of uh, talent. You know he can be an elite player for the Atlanta Falcons. So that will be interesting to watch who covers him out of the, out of the tight end spot. When you look at the, the Falcons' uh, offensive line, they have two guys I'm really, really interested in. Uh, obviously, Chris Lindstrom, he's their right guard. He's a good player. Uh, he's he's out of Boston College. Obviously, he's been a he's he's been there for a while. He's a guy who he played 98% of their snaps last year, 100% of their snaps in 2020, and 53% of their snaps in uh, 2019. Um, so it's going to be interesting because Chris Lindstrom is a really good player. Uh, Jake Matthews, the te- the te- uh, kid that's out of Texas A&M. He's been in the league for a while. He's a, he's kind of like a Taylor Decker clone, uh, except Taylor Decker is a little bit better. Um, you look, they got a lot of you know young players on their offensive line. Uh, the Detroit Lions have a lot of young players on their defensive line. It'll be interesting to see how the Detroit Lions uh, first team defensive line goes against the first team of the offensive line. I think the right guard uh, really could help out the pass rush. Uh, but you look, this is a game where they should be able to get in the backfield in terms of the first team versus the first uh, team of the Falcons offensive line. So you got to like that. Uh, but, you know, you look at their, you know, look, you look at their uh, second, uh, their second string of, of offensive linemen. It ain't, it ain't good. Um, there's uh, Jalen Mayfield who's a kid out of Michigan. A lot of Michigan fans will know uh, he's 22. Uh, he was drafted in the third round last year. It'll be interesting to see how he plays. Uh, he's probably going to be going up against a guy like um, Charles Harris or maybe uh, 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 Austin Bryant, something along those lines. It'll be interesting to see what happens. In, I'm really interested to see if they put James Houston in a pass rush defensive end set. Uh, that's really what I'm looking for for the Detroit Lions defense. When you look at the defense, obviously I covered in the first uh, segment of the podcast I was talking about the 4 2 5. I'm, I'm interested to see how they line up and what they do in the 4 2 5 and who is the rush ends because obviously Josh Pascal is out right now, so you really can't get a decipher on that. Um, but it's gonna be interesting because the Detroit Lions are gonna be tested on defense, there's no doubt about it. Uh, guys like Will Harris, uh, AJ Parker, Bobby Price, Mike Hughes, Chase Lucas, Desmond Ritter has a good arm. Um, they're gonna be tested. He's a good. He's a good. He's a good quarterback, and I, they really do have 
uh, two solid quarterbacks that you could say, okay, maybe these guys could be uh, something. We know Marcus Mariota is more of a backup, uh, but let's see if Desmond Ritter could be a guy who could uh, potentially be a starter in the league. The running back position is interesting because if you look at the, the Atlanta Falcons running back position, when they go against the second team of the Detroit Lions and the third team, you know, you got you got guys like Levi Anzarike, Demetrius Taylor, John Kaminsky, who's actually from Atlanta, Bruce Hector and Jay Sean Cornell, who are the second and third and fourth teams. And they will be going against the running backs of Damian Williams, who if you are new, Damian Williams played for the uh, – most famously, he played for Miami. He started to start his career. You know, he played for uh, Kansas City for two years. Had some good uh, years there. Uh, but he played for Chicago last year. Wasn't really a match made in heaven. He didn't get he didn't get much playing time. He only played 14% of their snaps. So this is a guy that uh, out of Oklahoma who is 30 years old, who is in his eighth season. He's a guy that really isn't going to test you. But if you look at a guy like Tyler Algier, the kid from BYU, he's a big kid, 5'11", 220. He's going to give this at least Detroit Lions back up some run game kind of looks um, because he's a guy who runs downhill. He has some moves to him. He can shake and bake a little bit. He can catch the ball in the backfield. I'm interested to see how Atlanta uses him uh, in, in the preseason game. Um, it'll be interesting because he's a rookie um, and, and – and I think he's way better than Damian Williams, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I think eventually Tyler Algier could be their first string running back. I really do. He's a talented player. Um, he just has a lot of capability to be a starter in the NFL as a running back. It'll be interesting to see how he plays uh, in, in preseason and, and what they have scripted up for him. Obviously, it'll be interesting because the Detroit Lions defensive line, I expect them to be a lot better. I think the depth is there. I think, you know, a guy like Jay Sean Cornell, I think he's going to really uh, he's really going to surprise people with how good he is. I think Levi Anzarike, he needs to come back and, and play a really good game. I'm looking at Demetrius Taylor, Bruce Hector, see what they can do. Really, the Detroit Lions' only deficiency on the defensive line in terms of depth is they don't have a big body guy except for Lee McNeil. Um, we're talking about a big, big, big man. Um so that'd be interesting who comes out of that battle, um, because obviously they want guys like Demetrius Taylor or, uh, or, or you know John Kaminsky to come out of those those battles. Uh, John Kaminsky, obviously, if you're new, he's he's twenty he's twenty six years old. Uh, he's you know he's, he was a fourth round pick of Atlanta. Um, last year he had two tackles and um, he had one stuff at the line. He only played in two games last year, so it'll be interesting to see how he does um, with the Detroit Lions, especially in the back role. Can he give him a little bit of edge? Um, but you look at that and you're, you're, you're excited about the way this team looks. Um, obviously, the forward safety and the, the uh, you know, you're looking at a guy like uh, Brady Breeze, CJ Moore, Juju Hughes. So Juju Hughes is a guy who is an undrafted player. Well, he's, not, he's in his third season. Uh, he's 24 out of Fresno State. I mixed him up, but he played with the LA Rams last year. Um, in a short period of time, he was he had five total tackles, four solo. Uh, really wasn't really his big game was against Houston and the New York Giants. So consider those teams guys that you know teams that you know 
you're really not going to get much out of. Um, but he's on the roster. He's 24. Um, who, can he make the roster in terms of getting better? Um, obviously, the Melifonwu, Kirby Joseph battle for the second second spot in the depth chart is going to be interesting. I think um, I think Kirby Joseph is going to be good, but I think uh, Melifonwu. He's gonna be ta- he's gonna be really talented this year. I think it was smart to move him to safety. I think it was smart to move him to safety instead of cornerback. I think he's more of a safety. He can roam the field, and makes the plays. Um, you know, I think obviously Deshaun Elliott, Tr- Tracy Walker, those are gonna be two good uh, guys to have in your safety backfield. But you obviously need backups. You need depth at that position. Um, you know, is Brady Breeze a, a guy who can help the safeties? Is Mel Fonmu a guy who can help the safeties? They're going to be tested with Desmond Ritter and Felipe Franks. Um, so Mel Fonmu, Joseph, Breeze, Moore, Hughes, Juju Hughes, can they be guys that can help you as in terms of depth, depth with this defense? That's the interesting part. Obviously, if you're looking at the first team, one of the things that you're looking at is can Jeff Okuda – really cover guys that uh, he's going to be going against Drake London and Brian Edwards. So it's in, it's crucial that J- Jeff Okuda shows out a little bit, makes some plays. It'd be inter- it'd be really, really a good thing for Jeff Okuda if he can make those plays going into the first preseason game. Man, there's a lot to unpack, obviously. Um, we're going to be going through it all, all week. Uh, we're going to have another podcast Wednesday. I'm probably going to have a special guest, so stay tuned for that. We'll talk after the uh, the the hard knocks. We'll, we'll have a YouTube video that will go out between us and Detroit. Uh, but you know, listen, this is this is the preseason. You're not going to see much in terms of the way you look at things. Like, is this defense going to be better? You won't see that till week one. Um, but you you need to look at the depth, and it, can the depth be su- su- sufficient to uh, cover injuries that may happen? throughout the season. That's going to be an interesting part. In the next segment, we'll talk about the top five players I want to watch for the Detroit Lions uh, going into the first preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons. We'll get to that in the next segment. Okay, so the five players I'm watching, Kings of the Jungle podcast, this is going to be interesting because this is like the five players that I'm watching the most and who will get probably most of the playing time. And it's going to be interesting because Obviously, there's going to be guys that are going to be getting play in time that uh, I won't start, but can they play a viable role for the Detroit Lions moving forward? The first guy I'm looking at is uh, Jamar Jefferson. I think Jamar Jefferson really came on at the end of the season. Uh, can he be a guy who can land in the top four uh, for the running backs? You know, obviously, last year, the Detroit Lions stressed that, you know, I need to see a good running back depth because, you know, obviously, DeAndre Swift hasn't been able to stay healthy through his career. Uh, Obviously, you need to give Jamal Williams a little breather, but I think Justin Jackson, the, the freedom center of that, really gives the Detroit Lions a little bit of an edge in terms of their depth in the running back position. So guys like Jamar Jefferson, Craig Reynolds, uh, and, and, and Godwin Iguibuque uh, really are going to have some um, – they're going to have to make some plays in the preseason to kind of solidify their spot. The, the other guy I'm watching, obviously, we had talked about it in the offensive segment, is Tim Boyle. You know, can Tim Boyle be a guy who you can count on as a quarterback, as a backup quarterback? Can he help this team? Can he lead this team down the 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 the, the field 
to help you in case of Jared Goff's injury. Um, I'm not con- convinced of that. I didn't see in much from David uh, from Tim Tim Boyle last year, and it's the same thing with the Dave Blau. You know, this is gonna be a two tandem uh, ranking, but you know, Dave Blau needs to see more from you know. Let's see who can really solidify themselves as the backup quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Obviously, there's going to be guys that are going to be let go from their teams, and you're going to have a chance to maybe go get those guys at the end of preseason. But you really need a backup quarterback who can make some plays in case Jared Goff gets hurt. Obviously, last year we've seen Jared Goff get hurt, and they didn't play good with Jared uh, Jared Goff. And they're really, really one-dimensional. Jared Goff, as much as he gets criticized, he's been a great player for – uh, just holding down the fort. He's been a constant professional. He's made the plays. I'm looking for a big year from him in terms of the way he plays in the regular season. The, the third guy, obviously, we gave you two guys in that one tandem. That was the two tandem race that I think. The one guy I'm looking at uh, and looking at, can he be the guy who could really be uh, help you on the defensive line, especially he, the way that he plays is – it's Demetrius Taylor. He's a rookie from Appalachian State, 6'1", 295. You know, he's, he's, he's a guy who, uh, you know, at Appalachian State, he really made a difference in the middle of the line. Uh, I think he could be an underrated player. I think he could be a good depth piece. I really want to see how he attacks the run, how he uh, pass rushes. You know, that's going to be an interesting thing to see with him because, listen, Demetrius Taylor, if you watch him at Appalachian State, one of the things that he did really, really well was he would go and he would attack the quarterback. One of his deficiencies, though, was against the Appalachian State kind of motto, but he wasn't a great run stopper. Um, I, I I would hope that you know Jared Wash talked to him, got got obviously he's got some coaching in him, um, and and, and they're gonna work on that. The, the two players that need to work on that are Levi Enrique. Last year he was he was a really good. He's a guy who could rush the passer but he needs to get better d- defending the run. But Demetrius Taylor is in that same spot if you watch him at, at Appalachian State. The the fourth guy, obviously this is a guy who just transitioned to a new position, so there's going to be a little bit of wiggle room with him. But it's Eve Fatu Malafanwu. And Malafanwu, let's be honest, is the guy who can uh, who is a big-body guy. Uh, last year when he played, he was really impressive when he, you know, he, he, he did, you know, have some pass deflection. He did a three last year. Um, you know, he, he played in uh, played in a few games last year. He was hurt for a majority of the year. But, you know, you look in that Green Bay game when he played, um, uh, he, he was really, he was really, really talented. Um, he, he made he made a play on, on he made a play on um, Devontae Adams on that, that pass deflection, which was really, really. A really talented play, you know. He, he had two tackles in the game. He had two tackles in the game uh, on, on December fifth against the Vikings, which they won. That was the first game that they won. And that was his first game back. Um, he had five tackles against the Atlanta Falcons, who in the regular season he had a tackle against Seattle, and he had a five tackles against Green Bay. This guy who's gotten better. I think he's a better safety than he is a cornerback. You look at the. the the cornerback positions have got a guy who needs to be pretty speedy, and I don't think he's a speedy guy. You know, he's a bigger guy, 6'3", 210. I, I really like him as a safety for the Detroit Lions, and I think that him and that Kirby and him and Kirby Joseph, that battle is going to be interesting to watch all preseason long. But we're going to go to our fourth guy, I mean our fifth guy. And this is a guy I'm kind of interested in because he's out of Jackson State. 
you know, there's been some people that have said a little bit of things about uh, James Houston. You know, he's not a big guy. He's 6'1", 245, really speedy guy. He, uh, he, he's a really good pass rusher. That's what he's known for. Um, one of the kind of comparatives that James Houston has got a lot is like a guy like, you know, the, the, there's been a lot of comparatives to James Houston. And they've all been solid comparatives. You know, like there was a Lorenzo Carter who the Lions will be playing on the Falcons side of the ball. But you, you look at the guys like that, that that are good pass rushing linebackers. And this is a guy who, listen, he's, 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 he's a rookie. He's out of, uh, you know, but the one comparative that I was really, really liking, uh, and this is kind of an interesting kind of thing, but someone compared him to a guy like uh, Danny Trevathan or as Nick Virgil from the Bengals. And those guys were, those guys were top 10 in PFF's rankings. Um, so if he could be a guy like that, who could help you on the pass rush, he's a good pass rushing you know, kind of uh, tool. That would be huge for the Detroit Lions. Obviously with the guy like um, Josh Pascal out, it's going to be interesting to see how he, uh, he, he plays and, um, what he can do in terms of that. Um, it's going to be interesting um, because obviously James Houston is a pretty, pretty uh, good player for his, 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 uh, his team. And it's going to be interesting because, you know, obviously with at Jackson state, a lot of people didn't see him, uh, but he really was a good pass rusher, made some good moves and he's going to be interesting to watch. Couple guys that I'm I'm interested to watch that I haven't named, but they're gonna be honorable mentioned. Obviously, if you're looking at Malcolm Rodriguez, see if he can uh, really solidify himself as a starting quarterback, uh, starting middle linebacker. Uh, Derek Barnes. Uh, I'm looking at Josh Woods, uh, Sean Dion Hamilton. The whole linebacker spot. I'm really looking forward to seeing them uh, progress through this, this um, preseason, and they'll get their shot. But you know, obviously, we look at the kickers. Riley Patterson versus Austin Seibert. Who can really take the reins of that? You need a kicker in this in the NFL. Some you need three points. You need to be able to get three points when you're you know in a close game. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the Detroit Lions match up against the Falcons on Friday. It'll be interesting to see how they play Friday, and it'll be interesting to see the way that they uh, present themselves and. Obviously, you're not going to see everything, but you're going to see some good stuff out of the Detroit Lions in this game. That'll do it for the Kings of the Jungle podcast. This is a preview of the uh, the preseason game where they're going to go against the Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are coming in uh, as a rebuilding team. They obviously have some deficiencies, but they have some talented players in the roster, uh, but they probably won't play much. So you're going to see a lot of the backups that could be good players like Troy Anderson, like um, Eddie BK. And um, it'll be interesting to see how the Lions perform. Obviously, if you're you know new to the channel, please subscribe to our podcast. We, we really appreciate it. We're going to give you one Wednesday. Um, and that, that'll, that'll break down. You know, we're going to have some guy people on about uh, what they expect from the Lions in the, offense, in the preseason. And then we will have a podcast shortly after the the, the the Lions game against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So we will see you on our next podcast. We appreciate you for listening, and we will see you on Wednesday when it's posted.
This is Detroit Lions News, Kings of the Jungle podcast, a Detroit Lions podcast.